Hey guys, welcome to Strong Feet Radio. Today I'm going to talk about one of the most important parts of running. Walking. Oh, don't turn it off just yet. Don't turn it off yet. Is that runners often hate to walk. They love to run, hate to walk. That was me back in the day. Walking was boring. Walking was too slow. I'd rather either drive, ride, or run. Now, I'm going to hit this from two angles. First angle is, run, is, sorry, is walking while you run, during a run. Second angle is walking after you run. Both equal is important. I want to throw a scenario at you. Got a person, they're in the gym, and their goal is to do 20 unbroken pull-ups. But they are way off that bar. But on day one, they do 10 unbroken pull-ups. Great form. They come down, have a rest, about 90 seconds. They pop back up and do five pull-ups. Come down, pretty tired, have a rest, pop back up and do another five. So they've done 20 pull-ups on that day. Fantastic. Another week or so with some training, they do 12 unbroken push-ups and then two lots of four. Now over the course, period of time, they work hard and they get to the point where they do their 20 unbroken pull-up. Fantastic goal achieved. But none of those build-up sessions, not a single one where they didn't do 20 in a row, was considered a failure. None of us would consider that a failure. It's just called training. Yet when we run, if we stop and walk, we consider it failure. Think about this. We've all done it at some point, whether just returning from a bit of time off running, our fitness isn't there. Someone says, oh, how'd your you run go today? You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's 5K, but not really because I had to walk twice. Oh, I did 20K, but I had had to walk. Like, I, I literally stopped when I had to go to the bathroom. It's ridiculous that if we stop and walk, if we get caught of the light, it's basically failure that we didn't run constantly for whatever the distance was that we set out for. So run, walk, which has been around for a while as set programs, as advice from certain coaches and people who I respect, run, walk is fantastic. And the reason it's fantastic is that when we're running, just like when we're doing pull-ups, we're going to get fatigued. Our technique, our form is going to start to wane. We're going to try and hold it together. But at some point with the pull-ups, we've got to come down. Now, the reason is that we're hanging and we're not bat. We can't just hang there all day or all night. So when we come down off the bar, we rest. But when we run, we can keep going. No matter what, we can keep going. <coughs> Excuse me. And if we stop and walk, we consider it failure. But I want you to consider you're running just like doing those pull-ups. Is that when you're running, you're building up a bunch of lactate in certain muscles. Let's call it lower calf muscle, the soleus. And it's getting really tiring and you know your technique fading. You actually get quite painful in that lower calf. So what do you do? Keep going through it. Keep going through it. No matter what cost, you don't stop because that would be failure. What if? What if we treated it like the pull-ups and as that lower calf really, really fatigues and you knew that pushing through it was just going to cause your technique to fail more, what if you didn't stop? What if you walk? Now, I want you to think back to the last time you actually did this. At some point, we've done it. Those first five or six steps of walking are pretty painful. But as you walk a little bit more, that lactate flushes out of the muscle. Everything starts to feel better again. Now, it's not just feeling better. It's the fact that everything is better. So you might only walk for 30 meters. Might only be 20 seconds. But that little bit of walking 
just helps your body get into a position where now you can complete the next part of your run with good technique, with good form, and really healthy for the body. Maybe you need to walk again. Not a problem. These aren't failures. These have been smart and building your capacity to run with good technique for longer. Running with good technique for the first K of a 10K run and running like crap for 9Ks really isn't that smart. It's like doing 10 squats out of 100 with good technique that last 90 are awful. None of us would be surprised if our knees and back were broken at the end of that. None of us would be surprised if 10 people came and tapped us on the shoulder and said, buddy, you look like an idiot, you're going to hurt yourself. But with running, we just trudge along, keep going. So, walking while you run is not failure. It can actually be very, very smart, even in a race, even in an event. Now, of course, the elite don't need to do this. Well, sometimes they do. Sometimes their nutrition gets that bad. They're pushing the absolute limit and they have to stop. Now, often they can't come back from that. It's very cutthroat at that top end. But you, even in your event, whatever you've trained for, if you take that time to walk and your body just calms down, your nervous system calms down, your breathing, heart rate calms down, and everything starts to feel better, muscles in a better state keep going, and then you go again, don't worry about your split for that K, you're going to pick that up in the next 2, 3, 4 Ks and then some, and then you achieve your PB and you think, geez, I just took like 6 minutes off my PB, yet I walked for 10 minutes. That's the smart thing is that you can actually use walking to your advantage to get your body in a better state to attack the next part of the run. All right, so that's walking during a run. Now, the other part I want to hit in this episode is walking after a run. When you run, your body is not in a great state in respect to, oh, what do I say? Let's go back a step. Let's simplify the body's function in respect to exercise and running is that we need good stuff in. So we need the blood, bring in the oxygen, nutrients, all the good stuff in, and we need the junk out. So good stuff in, junk out. That's the plumbing in the body. Good bits in, and then we need to get rid of the waste and the crap. Now running is really a test of how well your body can get rid of the crap. It's building up all the time, but can you flush it out quick enough that you don't blow up, that your calves don't get sore? back doesn't get jacked up. Hammies go, quads go. So it's really a test of how fast and how far you run without your body or with your body still maintaining that good stuff in junk out. That's a stress on the body. It can be positive stress, that's fine. But walking is the absolute ultimate in your body's plumbing. Your plumbing never functions better than when you're walking. Reason being is that your body's so comfortable with walking, you've got movement of all the muscles which helps with the flow of junk, particularly out, okay? So we've got, as we walk, good stuff in, junk out. Now you could walk immediately following a run. Immediately following a run, do a nice long walk, and consider it as a cool down, but what I want you to think about, rather than a cool down, because a cool down, you can have a cold shower, cool down, right? Instead of a cool down, let's change the terminology, is that walking is the first part of your recovery from that run. Because the ultimate aim of running should be recovery. The ultimate aim of running should be recovery because you want to run again. And if you don't recover well from the run you just did, is that the next run compromised. Body, nervous system becomes compromised and that's what leads to injury eventually or burnout. So the ultimate aim of running is recovery and if you go for a walk after your run, once you complete your run, just think of it 
as good stuff into everything that you've just, I want to say traumatized, everything that you've just used and pushed to its limit, everything you've just used and pushed, it's good stuff in for that, so good nutrients and oxygen in for that, and then junk out. Good in, junk out every step of walking. Now combine this with some controlled breathing, preferably through the nose. Controlled breathing through the nose is it also calm your nervous system down. A lot of people finish their run, quickly jump in the shower, get the kids, throw them in the car, drop them off, head to work, and it's just rat race. Boom, 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 boom. The nervous system never actually gets into its calmer mode, which is the parasympathetic mode, which is the heal, repair, recover mode. So if you're never in that state, it doesn't matter how much time goes between runs, is you're not actually going to recover. You might feel like you don't have muscle soreness, but they're suboptimal. And if your nervous system starts to get fried, well, your muscles aren't going to work that great, and it just compounds. So walking after a run, great, or some other time during the day. Just the act of walking anywhere during the day is part of your recovery. And it's really part of making sure you're ready to rock and roll for your next actual run, or next workout. Recovery is gold. What you do in a run, eh, kind of important. But for me, it's all about how do you recover before your next session. Because if you recover from run to run, very hard to get injured. Think about that. Overuse injuries keep me employed in my podiatry clinic and running lab. Achilles, shin splints, knees, plantar fascia, any of these things considered overuse injury. Now I'm going to borrow this from someone I learnt this from. Um, oh, his name escapes me now, so don't hate me on who, uh, not that he'll be listening, but anyway, is that, is there such thing as an overuse injury? Oh, crap. Of course there is. Treat them all day, every day. But then it was flicked around and said, what if those people didn't do too much, as in too much, whatever it is, running or anything else, what if they did too little in terms of recovery? Now, I sat there for a second and thought, oh my God, genius, is that instead of an overuse injury, it's an under-recovered injury. Because if I tell you you've got an overuse injury, it means you did too much. Well, you chose to do what you wanted to do. You chose the volume. You chose the intensity. You chose to do those things because you wanted to. So I'm saying if you've got an overuse injury, you did too much. Therefore, you should do less. You don't want to do that. Technically, I don't want to do that either. But what if we reframed it and said that, no, 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 just didn't do enough to recover between each run and it ganged up on you and now you've got this stress fracture. So the focus shifts from, hey, you did too much volume to, hey, you didn't put enough into recovery. Now, recovery is a very complex beast, but at the moment we're just talking about walking and a bit of breathing whilst you walk just to sit there and recover from a run, either immediately after or at some time during the day I have some of my clients, because literally after their run, they do have to get to work, do have to get the kids to school, is that I say, righto, as soon as you finish dinner, walk out your front door and go for a 20-minute walk. 10 minutes in one direction, turn around 10 minutes back. With your family, on your own, doesn't matter. Be with the family, which can be great. It's on your own. Just let your mind wander. Breathe well. And that's also going to put them in a better state for sleep if they did it at that point in time. All right, guys. Walk in. It's the new key to good running. Have an awesome day.